welcome to Jesse's Podcast live stream. Uh, we're here back on our usual slot, uh, reviewing the week in the IPL. And it's really good to um, be back with you. Um, don't forget to check out our website. A lot of good articles being written there. Uh, I've got to give a shout out to uh, the person looking after it, Gur Simran. He's doing a fantastic job uh, keeping that site going and uh, adding articles. So check out thisisportscast.com. But let's get started with the show. And it's a very warm welcome to Prasan. Prasan, hello. How are you, my friend? Hi, Bharat. I'm good. Uh, thank you so much for having me again. Um, how are you doing? I'm very well, thank you. Um, it's really good. The weeks are flying by thanks to the IPL. So... It's um, the sat- Saturday, thankfully, comes very quickly. The weekend comes very quickly. So that's a good thing. How about yourself? Yeah, I mean, uh, pretty much my day revolves around uh, watching, writing and reading about the IPL. So apart from that, there's nothing much that uh, I've had to do over the week. So, But yeah, IPL has been great and uh, we're into the third week and it's been amazing. So week's flown by really fast. Yeah, that's the that's the good thing about having daily uh, matches and uh, such an intense and brilliant tournament is that uh, time seems to fly even quicker. Um, I know uh, a lot of things happening in the world, but the sports is helping with that. Um, before we get into the review of this week, and I wanted you to also give uh, your half time uh, half term reports on uh, the teams, uh, because I think that seems to be uh, quite popular, uh, having reached, uh, we've just gone past the halfway stage. But a couple of topics I wanted to just get your views on, uh, because I've got my own views on, uh, because of, I suppose, where I live and uh, what's happening, what has happened in the summer. And uh, the first one was around the Black Lives Matter campaign that's really big and important here um i think it's a brilliant campaign that all the sports stars have got involved no matter what sports they play they uh show their support for the campaign at the start of football league games as you know in the epl and the champions league was doing it um summer as well uh not so much now um i just wanted to know because uh, you know ipl we've got players from all over the world and including uh, black players obviously from england and the caribbean um you know did you think they needed to show something or isn't that a topic on the top of the agenda in India or in Asia? Well, I think uh, when, when the campaign really started off, um, it was well exhibited that all the players were in respect of the campaign when uh, West Indies toured England. And, uh, you know, obviously the players had their fists in the air and they knelt uh, down and all of that. And, you know, the players did support uh, the campaign fully. Uh, but yeah, in the IPL that hasn't come up yet, you know, when we started off, there was nothing like that. And despite a couple of um, black players, as I said, you know, playing in the league, there hasn't been a lot of focus on that. I think purely because uh, IPL is more about, uh, you know, players and how the league really goes on. And as you said, you know, it probably the movement has died down in certain places. Um, apart from, you know, I think Lewis Hamilton has been constantly uh, advocating, has been advocating that movement uh, uh, in the Formula One um, sphere. But apart from that, I think in the IPL, it hasn't happened at all. There hasn't been any mention of Black Lives Matter. Um, and otherwise, it's it's been more about the COVID heroes. Uh, there's been a lot of talk around how teams have tried to uh, bring COVID heroes into the picture, hero them, uh, wear their names on their jerseys and... Uh, all of that. So yeah, Black Lives Matter hasn't uh, hasn't come into the IPL, and 
I think right now there wouldn't be talk about that at all because it's something that uh, that happened in the past, and now I don't think they'll probably revisit it uh, to bring it into the IPL. Yeah, I think it's something that they needed to probably do right at the start, but uh, like you said, it's probably not the time at the moment. Um, but the other thing I wanted to just take a view on, um, in terms of having this tournament in one location, no traveling times, um, obviously for obvious reasons. Uh, but um, how do you think the players are feeling about that? And the uh, especially the foreign contingent, do you think they prefer this sort of format where it's in one place and uh, there's no travel time? And obviously then they can, the recovery time should be a lot better, a lot quicker. Well, I, I think uh, a lot of players have actually mentioned, you know, over the past uh, week or so that they would have loved to go and explore the city and do a bit of shopping, do a bit of adventure sports and all of that. But now that they're, uh, they're forced to be in the bubble, they aren't able to go and do all those activities. And instead, they have to uh, deal with whatever they have in the team room, in their hotel. And in a way, the travel is definitely something that's um, helping the players that they don't have to travel for hours and hours together. They don't have to board multiple flights. They have time to relax and they have time to enjoy. So I think a lot of players have also uh, said in the open and through their Instagram profiles and Twitter profiles that they're enjoying the whole point of it happening only in UAE and only in three cities. So I think the travel aspect, given that they don't have to board multiple flights, fly to other cities, is something that's really helping them settle in well and uh, give them time to relax and also enjoy with their teammates. And of course, they can't go outside and do shopping and other activities, but uh, the teams have done really well within their own biosphere, bio bubbles to actually build a system where they can enjoy certain activities and uh, have fun with their teammates. So it's a great job that's been put up by the franchises and by BCCI. And I don't think they're uh, missing out on too much, in my opinion. Yeah, well, I saw the uh, video of Virat Kohli um, uh, exercising in a very different way uh, yesterday. And uh, I didn't know that was uh, probably one of the first signs of being locked up and cooped up in a bubble, whether that's coming out now where people are trying to find <laughs> different ways of... Uh, letting go as it were because there's that none of that going out and traveling and seeing and all that so there's ups and downs um but um moving to uh the week that's just gone and um another incredible week of games and obviously we've passed the halfway stage uh, a couple of talking points before i want you to um give me your marks in terms of how you think compared to our previous show how the teams performed compared to your expectations. The big news yesterday, obviously, was Dinesh Karthik uh, stepping down just before a big game for them as captain. I mean, it's not the first time uh, captain's been changed or, you know, has decided to uh, concentrate on his batting or wicket-keeping um, midway through a tournament. But um, what, did he expect that news? And uh, what do you think of uh, Dinesh Karthik's performance so far? Because he's been he had an incredible 2018 got the KKR to the playoffs. Um, but what about this year and uh, his performance? Do you think he was being too harsh on himself? I, I definitely think he was being harsh on himself because, uh, you know, when you consider the IPL, um, it's it's not too much that a captain can do if he doesn't have a great team at his disposal. And uh, for a long time now, the Knight Riders have always depended on Andre Russell and he's absolutely misfired the whole tournament. You know, eight games into the competition and he hasn't hit more than... Uh, I think 18, 85, 90 runs and that's really had a big impact on the side because they've always depended on Russell and even their bowling, if you look at it, you know, they they bench Sunil Narayan for the last few games. They don't have that quality in the bowling unit apart from Pat Cummins 
Uh, Cummins himself has gone wicketless. He's got mm. only uh, a couple of wickets in the whole tournament, and uh, so they've had to depend on the likes of Prasid Krishna, Shivam Mavi, Kamlesh Nagarkoti. A lot of experience and in, inexperience in that side. And uh, Ian Morgan, you know, obviously he's a proven captain. He's a he's he won England the World Cup. I think uh, you will be a big advocate of his captaincy. But Absolutely. definitely, you know, there was no doubt that Ian Morgan was um, was the perfect choice. But I feel Dinesh Karthik was certainly hard on himself. A lot of people were talking about the tactical changes he made by dropping uh, Tripathi down the order to accommodate Banton, uh, bowling Sunil Narayan only after the 12th over against CSK and moving up and down the batting order. But I think all of that was uh, to really try and find a good combination. And eventually, even with Nitish Rana failing, uh, you know, he was someone who's crucial at that number three position, but he hasn't done too much. Uh, you know, to really warrant a place in the side. But they've stuck with him and he hasn't been able to perform. Which is why they've tried out so many batting, uh, you know, shuffling in the batting order. And I genuinely feel Dinesh Karthik was the one who stepped down and it wasn't KKR who forced him into it. Um, because as we you know, Dinesh Karthik is a very jovial character. Every post-match presentation, when you see he comes in with a smile, he's never had a frown on his face. And although, uh, you know, he might have been boiling inside, he's someone who takes everything by uh, in, in his stride. And we've seen that over the years. And I think um, he just decided that probably, you know, it's time to focus on his uh, batting because if he's trying to make a comeback into the national side, it will be through his batting and not his leadership qualities. So I think he genuinely took the decision and um, he told the KKR management that, you know what, you have a proper white ball captain in Iron Morgan. He stays at phenomenal success. He's led England to the World Cup. Make him your captain. Give me more freedom to bat. And I think that's the decision that um, he, he took and... Uh, it wasn't too much of a forced decision because four wins out of uh, seven matches, just three losses. And even a couple of those losses, you know, it, it wasn't something that they lost by insanely huge margins that Karthik was to blame. So, I think it, it was a, it was all a little too blown out of proportions and uh, Dinesh Karthik himself took the decision and uh, eventually it proved to be a very brave one. Yeah, and uh, like, like you say, I mean, obviously, I don't know Dinesh, but he comes across as somebody that I'm sure everybody likes. I don't think he's got an enemy anywhere or uh, somebody does, doesn't like him. And um, I was really surprised because when you look at the uh, innings he played last week against uh, Punjab, uh, what an amazing innings that was. So it wasn't as if, um, you know, his form was really bad. Um, uh, but what the room is, you know, in, um, you say that um, it was his own decision. So there was no speculation or there was no pressure or there was no talk in the media about his captaincy and his role. And you mentioned a couple of the, uh, the uh, odd decisions, but generally there wasn't that uh, feeling that was building up that um, his, he needs to step down. Well, there, there were actually a couple of reports saying that, I mean, people rather asking him to step down, you know, um, because of those uh, decisions he took and the constant shuffling in the batting order, dropping someone of the pedigree of Kuldeep Yadav, you know. But at the end of it, you know, this is what T20 cricket is. A player won't be given a place in the side just because he's played for the national team and because he's tasted success four or five years back. Kuldeep Yadav didn't have a great season last, last time around and even in, at the start of the season, uh, he wasn't showing form and that's why they drafted in Varun Chakravarti and since then he's been great. And he's really blossomed under Dinesh Karthik's captaincy. And, you know, with Karthik behind the stumps and constantly nudging him to do well in Tamil, you know, they both of them know each other really well. And uh, it's been a great uh, success story for Chakravarti. But I feel, you know, people people were really clamoring for uh, Ian Morgan to take over the captaincy of the Knight Riders. And 
in a way that probably did pressurize Dinesh Karthik a fair bit as well because uh, he is again looking to get back into the Indian side as a finisher. And, uh, you know, that freedom that he gets right now without the captaincy burden on his shoulders will probably um, make him play with a little bit more freedom and, uh, you know, not bog, bog him down too much in that sense. It's interesting you mentioned that he's um, hoping to fight his way back into the uh, national team. Um, I'll be honest with you, as an outsider, um, just looking in, I'm surprised by that. Do, do you think he's got a genuine chance? And does it also reflect something I was thinking about this week? That, um, you know, we talk about a T20 game being uh, a young person's game or supposedly a young person's game, but it's increased the lifespan of the uh, older players in the sense that, you know, it's a short format, they can show their talents. And we've seen so many incredible performances by the likes of... Um, you know, uh, the, the CSK players who are slightly, uh, let's say, at the end of their careers. But do you think, um, well, the first question is that Karthik has got a genuine chance of getting back into the team. And do you agree that the T20 has opened up, uh, you know, extended the life uh, of um, the older players in terms of playing uh, top-class cricket? Yeah, I mean, uh, to answer your first question, um, Dinesh Karthik definitely doesn't have a direct look into the side because... The Indian team has uh, finishers like, you know, Rishabh Pant, uh, Hardik Pandya, who are all in the side and, you know, they have um, they have done well for the team. So, I don't think Dinesh Karthik has a direct look into the side. But then again, he's someone who's very, very talented, you know, and he was also a part of the World Cup side in 2019. So, that just means that the selectors still have their faith in Dinesh Karthik as a finisher, as someone who can be probably a backup wicketkeeper uh, for the Indian side now that Dhoni's hung up his boots. So, he's definitely in with a chance, you know, the, the, it's not ruled out completely. He's not 45 and he's not towards the, uh, he's not walking into the evening of his career. Instead, he's someone who's trying to push for a spot in the side. And I think, in a way, he also knows that he's not in with a sure, sure chance. But um, he's, you know, he's, he's a fighter. We've seen that in every single game. Uh, he always has a smile on his face, like we discussed, and he's a champion cricketer. So, there's no saying that he can't make it back to the side, but it's definitely going to be a tough pass. And, um, and to answer your second question, yeah, I mean, uh, IPL has certainly seen a couple of the older players stepping up to the plate and, you know, delivering. Uh, I mean, right now, all the focus is on the youngsters in this particular IPL because there are a lot of them uh, who are doing really well. And given that every team really focuses on the OVC's contingent, uh, it's hard for the older players to actually uh, make an impact unless the conditions favor them really well. We've seen the case of Watson, you know, for example, Despite scoring uh, half centuries, you know, people still don't want him to play in that CSK side only because, you know, he uh, he's either in inconsistent or he can't run between the wickets. Uh, similar is the case with Raidu also. People are, are not happy with the way he's been consistent and the way he's been slow. So, I feel this, this IPL in particular has been all about the youngsters and the old players haven't had too much of an opportunity to prove themselves again. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. And I was uh, looking back uh, on this week and something else that obviously uh, was highlighted was the rise of the untapped players and how much we've talked about them more than the established international stars. Or uh, Because when you look at the likes of Sewatia, uh, Padikal, obviously your homeboy, uh, Surya Kumar, just to name of uh, three, but you, the list goes on if you want to talk about Nagarkoti and Shivan Mahi. Um, Ravi Bishnu, we talked about in the first week as well for Kings 11 Punjab. It's the rise and of the uncapped players. They've really taken their opportunities in this IPL. 
Uh, I'm so sorry. I, I didn't catch that question. I was saying that, you know, you mentioned the fact that, you know, uh, this tournament has been about the young players, but it's been more about the uncapped uh, young players, especially from India, uh, with the yeah. likes of uh, Tewatia and uh, Barikal, your homeboy, Surya Kumar, I mentioned also Shiva Mahi, and obviously uh, Ravi Vishnu, who we talked about in, uh, in the first uh, episode. Um, they've really risen and taken up the challenge and uh, shown their talents in this particular IPL. Yeah, 100%, because uh, youngsters are always uh, in for a challenge. They want to prove themselves. They want to, um, you know, take this as an opportunity and uh, put in the best performance and make a case for a spot in the, in, the, in the Indian side. And that's exactly what we're seeing. You know, you mentioned Ravi Bishnoi, Devdath Padikal, uh, Shivam Mavi, and all of these guys are, are guys who have done well in the domestic circuit. They've got, uh, they've put in a couple of good performances and that's why they've been picked by these IPL sides. And credit should actually go to the IPL teams as well for actually backing these youngsters to come good. Without which, they probably wouldn't have got a chance to shine and uh, put on a good show. So, uh, it's good to see that they're making the most use of the opportunities. And uh, this can only be good for Indian cricket in the future. Absolutely. The Indian bench is getting uh, stronger and stronger and uh, making it so difficult for the uh, selectors. But that's a really, really good sign. But now moving into the week that's just gone and uh, how good was it to and how comfortable was it for you to see RCB beat uh, your rival CSK last week? It's not something you're used to, uh, but uh, that must have been a good uh, Saturday for you. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think uh, all of us were very, very happy after that happened uh, because... Again, I mean, as you mentioned, CSK are probably RCB's biggest rivals and uh, it was a clinical performance, you know, it was it was a good show um, from both the batsmen and the bowlers uh, and uh, it was very, very important to get that win under our belt because uh, against CSK, you know, a team which we had known to flounder um, against, it, it was good to pick up a win and it was a perfect way to uh, end the Saturday. So, nothing more than that was something that I wanted. And like I said, I wanted your view on how uh, at the um, just over the halfway stage, how the teams are doing. So starting with um, since we started with uh, talking about the good win that RCB had, um, what do you make of CSK? And um, are the ages finally catching up? I know we did say or you did say that um, the loss of Reina and Pudgy right at the start was a huge setback for them. But despite that, uh, did you see this sort of level of performance um, from them? Were you expecting it? And how would you mark them out of 10 so far? Um, I, I think they've definitely had their issues with the middle order. There's no doubt about it. Um, in the last game, promoting Sam Curran up the order against the Sunrisers Hyderabad did prove to have quite an impact. Uh, the youngster scored a 21 ball, 31 that uh, really set the tone for CSK up front. And uh, after that, you know, just before the game, actually, when CSK lost against RCB, in the post-match presentation, MS Dhoni minced no words when he said that he wanted his batsmen to show more intent. And um, that's what happened against SRH. You know, the batsmen showed intent. Sam Curran started uh, with the fireworks at the top and then Jadeja finished off uh, in the fag end of the innings. So, I think um, they are they are starting to find their group. And uh, let's not forget the pitches in UAE are, are slowly drying up. They're producing a lot more spin. They're, there's a lot of grip for the spinners. And now they have three quality spinners in uh, Piyush Chawla, Karan Sharma and Ravindra Jadeja. And they've got IPL 2019's Purple Cap winner Imran Tahir waiting for his opportunity to go. To go. So, um, I think uh, they, they, their side is shaping up well. And uh, despite the middle-order struggles, I feel if they find a way to actually keep Karan at the top and give him a specific role, 
that will leave the others uh, a, a proper responsibility to actually make sure that they get to a good total but so far in the competition you know um, right now they find themselves in a uh, in muddled waters because they need five wins out of the next six games um, the pitches aren't getting easier to bat on um, they are getting probably easier to bowl on but again the csk batsmen are known not to produce too many big hits but to rather be a, uh, accumulators and you know bat throughout so it might be hard for csk to pick five out of six wins but um, i'd probably rate their campaign maybe a 5.5 on 10 purely because their batting has has looked uh, slightly awful uh, to say the least and um, their bowling is picking up decently well so i think so far it's been 5.5 on 10 i think it's a really good sign uh, because the management is clearly listening to this um live stream because you did say to the you did recommend Sam should open the batting so I'm glad they're listening and taking your advice <laughs> um, so that's a good sign for us as well and for um, uh, CSK that they're listening to you uh, but Donnie like you said he was very uh, uh, critical and he did say there's several holes in his team um, do you think the squad's there to fill those holes and could this be the first time that they don't make the playoffs because, like you said, uh, they've got a big ask in winning uh, six games in the last uh, uh, stage of the tournament. Yeah, they, they don't necessarily have the replacements to uh, you know put in a good performance because uh, Kedar Jada was dropped and then they, they played an extra bowler. Um, but again, their batting has looked uh, slightly awry because, you know, Sam Curran opens the batting, he gives them quick runs. If he fails, then again, it's up to Shane Watson and Faf Duplessis to actually stabilize the innings. And uh, that's that's where it gets a little tough for them because, again, Raidu, uh, except that last match against SRH, he hasn't looked great. Uh, and there is still that musical chairs in the middle order with Dhoni um, either coming in after Raidu or, you know, before uh, Sam Jadeja and Jadeja sometimes being pushed up the order. So, there's a lot of confusion there. And... Um, if a certain player doesn't come good, there aren't too many replacements, quality replacements that CSK can bank on. So, I feel uh, in a way, you know, um, they might be in trouble to pick up five out of six wins and uh, I don't really see them making the playoffs this season. And uh, what about your boys? I mean, uh, there was a lot of expectations um, to uh, win this tournament for the first time. But I think uh, the introduction of Padikal at the opening slot has made a big difference. He seems to give a really good start. He's had um, really good performances so far. Uh, but then we knew Collie would come back into form. We know he's a class act, AB. But then you've got the bowling with Washington coming up with incredible bowling performances. Uh, to back up Jahal and Morris has been a revelation as well. So your boys are looking well as well in the first half. Yeah, I think you mentioned the four big names that uh, have really made the difference for us. You know, with Padikal, Sundar. Uh, Padikal obviously is looking, uh, I mean, off the, in the last few games he hasn't scored. But uh, three half centuries in the four, first four matches really set the tone for us at the top of the order. And uh, despite Virat Kohli's failures, you know, Padikal scoring well did help us pick up important wins at the start. Uh, Washington Sundar has been phenomenal in the power play. You know, last game uh, probably was a tactical error not to use Sundar in the power play. But uh, um, yeah, I mean, probably all of us have our bad days and that was the bad day that Kohli had on the field. But Chris Morris has been an absolute ton for us. You know, uh, he's picked wickets. He scored that 10-ball 25 last game. Uh, and... He's really been a phenomenal addition to our side because he adds extra dimension in terms of both bowling and batting. He can bowl in the power play, he can bowl in the depth. Whenever you want wickets, you can call him up and he's been absolutely amazing. Um, Kohli coming into form is something that's very, very crucial for us. We saw the other day 
against the Rajasthan Royals, he put up that 72-run knock. And against uh, CSK, he scored that 90, which is, for me, probably the best knock that I saw. Um, I've seen throughout the whole of the IPL because uh, when the chips were down, Kohli stood up to the occasion and scored that 90, which is very important. Overall, we're looking a very good side. Um, I, I still feel we're a batsman shot, though, because... Again, if Finch and Padikal disappoint, then it's again left to Kohli and De Villiers to uh, do a bulk of the scoring. So, I feel we might just uh, need to get in one more batsman uh, in the place of probably Mohamed Siraj. But apart from that, uh, we're looking a pretty good side and uh, I'm confident of us making the playoffs. Yeah, I think um, a very good chance of getting to the playoffs and nobody will want to play uh, any team that's got Kohli in, that t- uh, in their side. And obviously, AB is an incredible uh, uh, um, still an incredible world-class player. But uh, in terms of uh, marks out of 10 for your boys? Sorry? Marks out of 10 for your boys? Are you going to be unbiased and give a fair score? Oh, um, yeah, I, I'd probably give it a, a, a 7.5 because I still feel that the batting... Um, uh, Aaron Finch hasn't fired and that's definitely um, not something which is ideal because... We bought him in for that very role to give us powerful starts and he hasn't looked great. Um, as for the bowling, you know, we did start off slow, but now with Morris coming into the side, it's added an extra dimension. But in pressure cooker situations, like in the last game, we saw that the bowlers erred in length and they bowled a little too full and that allowed uh, Universe boss to make an impact in his first ever game <laughs> in this IPL. And uh, so... But yeah, I mean, otherwise, 7.5, it's looking a very good, a uh, very decent side to make the playoffs. And that brings me on to that game. I mean, let's face it, Punjab tried everything to uh, lose that game. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I don't know what's wrong with Punjab. Um, that was They should have won that very, very comfortably. Um, and uh, there was a... a your, your thoughts on, uh, before I come to Punjab and uh, the close finishes and how they can't finish a game. I don't know how they lost to KKR last weekend as well. It'd be good to take your thoughts on that. But just one thing on Kohli's captaincy, and I think you mentioned it about AB. There's a lot of talk about AB coming at number six. And what are your thoughts on that? Were they just uh, trialing something different that it didn't work? And like you said, it's just one of those days. Yeah, I, I think they definitely tried to go in with the left and right combination and uh, that didn't really pay off because uh, there's the other side of it which uh, which is that Abe de Villiers has a has a terrible record against Lexpen you know he's played i mean he have he strike he's his strike rate against Lexpen is 98 and his average is just 8 against the Googly. and i think they were trying to shield de Villiers from the Lexpen as given that Kohli was already out in the middle but apart from that i think when the when the left-handers were sent in they were actually given a role to go big right from the first ball but that wasn't the case, you know, Shivam Dube took his time to settle down and eventually when Abe de Villiers came in in the 16th over that uh, it was probably too much of an ask even for a, for a guy like de Villiers on a pitch, um, you know, which was turning and gripping and all of that. So, I think it was definitely a tactical error, uh, but it was just again one of those days and a move that just didn't pay off. And like I said, uh, the Punjabis are really big-hearted people. They're very uh, giving and they try to give you that victory, but you didn't take it. Um, what do you make of Kings 11 Punjab? And uh, considering, you know, they've got the best openers uh, in terms of Gail and uh, Mayank and they're having an awesome tournament so far. And we talked about uh, last week and the week before that they've got the talent and then obviously the boss of the universe came in, although it's Sharjah, so we'll, we'll wait till he gets on in Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Um, 
what is you know why can't they get over the line i still can't understand how they lost to kkr last saturday either i mean they i mean what are your views in king's 11 for job and how do you rate their you know performances because they have been very close and they were very unlucky to win one of the first games as well because of that uh, run that wasn't given yeah, look, I mean, uh, they've, they've depended on their openers completely throughout the whole season. You know, there's a reason why uh, Mayank Agarwal and KL Rahul are uh, uh, in the top two positions on the orange cap. And that's because they've done fantastically well for the side. They've been very consistent. But on the other hand, if you see, you know, none of the other middle-order batsmen have had a hit. Um, apart from Nicholas Puran, who's, who's looked phen phenomenal, uh, he almost pulled the game off. Um, uh, I mean, pulled off a win for the Kingsland Punjab against Sunrisers. But he threw away his wicket, and that's that's just been what it is, you know. Glenn Maxwell, he was bought for ten points and five pro. They've underutilized him completely. He comes in at number six, number seven when they have, and and he's played like a grand total of about 50, 60 balls this tournament, uh, which ideally shouldn't be the case. They've had too much of chopping and changing in their side. Players don't know their roles apart from the two openers and the bowling as well. You know, uh, Sheldon Cottrell didn't impress. They just benched him. And, uh, you know, they, sh they should probably do that with Maxwell as well because just because they pay <laughs> paid him a high, high amount of money, um, uh, he probably should, shouldn't be taking his role for granted. But having said that, I feel they have uh, inexperience in their bowling unit. I mean, Ravi Bishnoi has looked really good, but uh, off late, he's looked a little off colour. Uh, Arshdeep Singh is looking like a promising contender for uh, a lot of wickets and he's really mixing up his line and length very well. And... Uh, but the, the biggest problem with the Kingsland Punjab is that whenever they're chasing, they don't have anyone else to depend on apart from uh, Rahul, Mayank Agarwal and off-late Nicholas Puran. So, that's probably been their biggest issue. And that Mohamed Shami, you know, strike bowler, Kingsland Punjab, he's looked very, very uh, poor over the last few games and despite the good start. So, uh, the bowling is really a concern and uh, they will need to sort that out because with Chris Gale coming into the side, that batting now suddenly looks like uh, a very, very uh, strong unit. Yeah, I mean, it, it does look at it, and I thought, you know, that win will give them a lot of uh, momentum and a lot of encouragement. And uh, but then I looked at their next two fixtures, and I think they've got Mumbai Indians and Delhi Capitals, so um, not the easiest fixtures to uh, get back-to-back -back wins, uh, which is what they need. Uh, but uh, you mentioned, you know, Maxwell. I mean, if he had two or three extra balls uh, last Saturday, I think they would have won that game. Uh, it goes back to what you said about where he where he's coming in. I think that was a, a, a obvious uh, example of that that if he came a, a little bit earlier it might have changed the game you don't know but he's not yeah. been in the form uh but i was just thinking with the likes of what well, we said kale and mike at the top and uh, the big boss coming in the other day and maxwell hopefully coming in earlier that they might have a chance but do, do you see them getting back to back wins against uh, the indians and the capitals the next two games which is what they need to stay alive for the next uh, last two weeks I don't think so, really. You know, I mean, uh, again, the Mumbai Indians are too strong a side that that balanced in all departments. And again, if the batting does come good for the Kings and Punjab, because they have Rahul, they have Agarwal, now they have Chris Gale, they have Nicholas Puran, four guys who are in really, really good form. It's again going to come down to their bowling. And if you see their bowling, Mohammad Chami has looked very off color. He he got thrashed in the last game that the Kings and Punjab played um, by Chris Morris and Isuru Udana. And uh, you know, apart from him, Ravi Bishnoi is looking good. But, you know, the Mumbai Indians love playing leg spinners. Kyron Pollard and Hardik Pandya feast on leg spinners. 
and uh, they have Murugan Ashwin and Ravi Bishnoi, both of whom are leg spinners and are inexperienced. So, I think it will again come down to how good their bowling is and um, if the bowlers don't step up to the plate, then there's absolutely no chance the Kingsland Punjab can pull off a win against Mumbai. You know, I see a little bit of, uh, uh, it might be just me again, a little bit of Delhi, what Delhi was last year, that you can see the signs of it becoming a really good team if they keep the call. And we've seen the results this year. Do you think, uh, to give a little bit of hope to Kings Eleven Punjab fans, that, you know, the, the core, if they keep that together, you can see this team. Because like I said, some of the games, yeah, they've lost easily, but a lot of the games they've been, you know, they should have won. So they're not too far away if they can keep the call for next year. Yeah, there's no doubt that, uh, you know, it, it's very important to back players and back them despite their failures. You know, we've seen the case of Mumbai Indians and Delhi Capitals as well. They've backed the same core of players and uh, barring a couple of injury concerns, they've, they've maintained the same 11. And uh, uh, Mumbai Indians could have easily thrown out Rahul Chahar uh, given that he hadn't picked up too many wickets. But uh, maybe a couple of them might argue that it's down to the fact that they don't have replacements. But... That the the fate that uh, Rohit Sharma had in Rahul Chahar paid off yesterday when he got two quick wickets, um, you know, against the uh, Knight Riders, and that was what was important for uh, the Mumbai Indians that they maintained their core. Kings and Punjab, on the other hand, have made two to three changes in every single game. Uh, players aren't sure of their positions uh, and aren't even sure of playing the next game, despite uh, putting up a good performance. So. I feel they really do need to stick to their core. And given that they picked up a big win against RCB, um, I'm hoping to see no changes in their unit for the next game when they play. Yeah, really looking forward to see how they get on this week against the top two. Um, and that will really set uh, as to where they will um, finish in the tournament if they can still have a chance of getting to the playoffs or not. I think will be decided uh, this week. Uh, but how, how would you mark uh, Kings Eleven Punjab, considering, like I said, the closeness of some games, unlucky in one, uh, and the performances of Mike and Rahul? How would you mark them out of 10? I think they've been really awful with the selections that they've made, um, especially, as you mentioned, you know, Maxwell not coming out against KKR, Prabhsimran Singh coming in and inexperienced. Uh, they've made too many chop uh, changes in their playing 11s, which really hasn't helped their cause. And, you know, the whole point is KL Rahul and Mayank Agarwal have taken everything on them and uh, others haven't got a chance. And even when they've got the chance, they haven't made the most of it because of that fear of losing the spot in the side. So, I think I'd, I'd probably give them a 4 on 10. Um, but hopefully, uh, they will improve with time to come um, with Chris Gale back in the side as a, a big dominating factor. Wow, you're a harsh uh, market there. 4 out of 10. It's, uh, <laughs> just for entertainment value and the closeness of some of the games. Um, I would have marked him a highly, but uh, I'll take uh, your expertise on this one, Paul. But uh, no, uh, you would have been a very hard teacher if I was uh, one of your students, which I am. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm not doing any exams. Um, but um, moving on to the teams that are still in contention. And um, we spoke about KKR and the issues around Dinesh Karthik last week. Um, they lost, uh, you know, really badly yesterday to Mumbai Indians. They were never really in it. Um, they're having issues with, uh, obviously, the big signing Pat Cummings. Um, he's on and off, but uh, they made the, they dropped Sunil Narayan. Um, I think Andre Russell, you mentioned at the start, although his bowling is good, but he's not been hitting the big runs. Eon Morgan with the captaincy. We'll see how he gets on. I rate him, obviously, being an England player and England captain. Um, what about KKR and what they've done so far? I mean, like I said, they were lucky to win against Kings 11 Punjab last week. They got battered yesterday. Um, 
your boys uh, beat them uh, during the week. So they've not had they've had a um, not a good week, but put it that way. But what about the overall tournament so far for them? Yeah, I think they've been uh, they've been slightly inconsistent in their performances. You know, there was a pattern that the Knight Riders were following, which was they'd win one game and then they'd lose two games. So they won their first game, then they lost two. They won their fourth game, then they lost two. Then they won the last game and then they lost <laughs> yesterday's match. So it, it's a pattern that they're following, you know, and uh, it really doesn't help. Uh, it just might be a mere coincidence, the pattern, but it just shows the in inconsistencies. And uh, the fact that they've played around with Rahul Tripathi in the batting order, you know, it, it's, a, it's a sign that, uh, you know, the Knight Riders aren't settled. And, you know, Dinesh Karthik played at 3, 4, 5, 6. He's played at 7. He's played everywhere. And Ian Morgan also came in at 4. He's come in at 5. They've mm. just not got the combination right. In my opinion, uh, given that, you know, Andre Russell has failed. Uh, yet last season, he made no small fact of the of wanting to go in and play at number four. And I really feel that they should probably try that because Andre Russell is someone who can uh, turn the match from right when he comes in. But if you're leaving him 16 runs to get off every over for the next five overs, that's that's not going to be possible every single match. So, I think that's a tactical error that they've done right from the start um, with the with the openers playing slowly. And Shubman Gill, despite scoring a whole lot of runs, he's not shown too much of intent in the power play, which has not helped. But now with Rahul Tripathi coming to the side, uh, that has changed a fair bit. And Sunil Narayan being benched, um, I think it's to do with the fact that they don't want to miss out on his services entirely, given that he might just be banned if he's reported for suspect action again. So they're probably trying to correct that... Um, aspect of his bowling action on their own and once they get closer to the business stages you know towards the last two or three matches and maybe into the playoffs they'll probably get Narayan back in a, into the side at the expense of um, uh, probably Chris Green if he's still playing uh, at that time but I really feel they are underutilizing Andre Russell's power with the bat he has failed in that position they should probably push him up the order at number four and give him that uh, freedom freedom to explore and uh, Morgan's obviously a finisher. I mean, he has proven his worth as a finisher and as an anchor. And Dinesh Karthik is someone who is a finisher. He's 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 played in that role multiple times. I see no reason why Russell should be played at the top. And as for the bowling, um, Morgan spoke about how good uh, Pat Cummins' golf skills have come into his batting. And that's good to see. I think it's fantastic that yesterday he pulled off that... Uh, I mean, he put up a very good knock, which took them from 61 for 5 to 140 yeah. for 5. Yeah. So that was phenomenal, you know. And if if they have that sort of a batting capacity down the order, they can as well send Russell up and just give him the room to fire. But on the bowling front, I think they are a little too thin uh, with uh, Kuldeep Yadav sitting out, Narayan sitting out. They don't have that experience, and uh, that experience could could might come to bite them in the later stages. Given how Prasid Krishna, Nagar Koti, and Mavi have been taken for runs, so. Uh, overall, uh, four wins and four losses from eight matches, I'd probably rate them around uh, 6.5 on 10 so far. Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I think that's about right in terms of uh, where they are in the table and their performances and inconsistency. And uh, you highlighted um, the issues they have. Do you think the issues Rajasthan have got have been, you know, papered over by Tewaki and his incredible performances? And... Um, you know, they are there because of the innings he's played in a couple of games, which have been phenomenal, uh, including last week against um, the uh, Sunrise. Yeah, there's no doubt uh, that, you know, obviously he's he's a champion, uh, champion cricketer of what we've seen him. You know, 
and uh, he did bring about those wins uh, first against Kings Eleven and then against Sunrisers. But again, I I feel they are also a side who who aren't um, stuck with their bat their um, playing elevens. They are also making too many cha- uh, changes in their batting unit. You know, they they have now tried Ben Stokes at the top. Uh, he did he did do well in the previous game. Uh, and but Steve Smith's uh, lack of form is something that could really really come to hurt them. Sanju Samson again. Last six innings, uh, last five innings, he scored a single-digit score, and uh, he—I mean—the batting order isn't looking like it's going to fire in every single game. And the fact that they've—they've they've had to heavily depend on the top order, and later on Rahul Tevatia for a whole lot of runs, uh, isn't an ideal situation in my opinion. Uh, they could always try someone like Robin Uthappa at the top, or even Mayank Manan Bora, who is a proven uh, performer at the top of the order. But uh, they're trying to put all their eggs in one basket and. Uh, depend on the overseas talent completely uh, which is probably you know not too bad a move considering that t20 cricket is all about uh, your best batsman needing to face a whole lot of deliveries but with the guys unable to perform uh, steve smith probably should come down the order at maybe 3 or 4 or even 4 and sanju samson at 3 and give someone like uttappa or even manan bora a chance at the top to go and express themselves and um, on the bowling front you know jofra archers look like a million bucks i think uh, yeah. you'll know you'll know very well about um, how how he can do with the new ball and he's looked phenomenal you know his bowling fast mm-hmm. uh, he's clocking great speeds he's troubling all the batsmen and uh, he's in the top 10 wicket takers this for the season kartik tyagi's looked uh, uh, looked uh, good you know he he hasn't been too economical but uh, he's got the heart and uh, bowling alongside jofra archer he'll definitely get that sort of experience but apart from that i don't think there's too much to talk about the royals um unit because the spinners stress gopal hasn't had too much of an impact which could mm. be an issue um and otherwise unath got um, i mean i don't know he has so much of experience and i think you'll know him well because you are a fan of uh, that side but i mean uh, the domestic side so but yeah unath got has looked off color and i feel he might lose his place soon as well Yeah, he's he's one player that you mentioned. There, he's obviously from my part of uh, India, and uh, very proud of him as well to get to the state he has. But he's one that's um, surprising when you see him because he's not the paciest bowler. He's not a proper all-rounder as such. I mean, he does uh, does well in domestic cricket. Yeah, he was the most expensive player in the IPL a couple of years ago. Uh, but uh, it, it's it, it's not quite working for him. But uh, are you expecting another comfortable, leisurely uh, viewing on, uh, this uh, today as well, like like you did last Saturday? Because when you look at the team and you like you see the likes of Smith and Butler, and obviously Stokes had a good knock last uh, game, and then you've got Atwatia, uh, and then we mentioned Archer. So the, the names are there to you know frighten any opposition. But uh, what are your feelings? Because your boys are playing them today. Um, you know they're inconsistent um but are you going into the game confident um i mean I, i'll be honest you know with ben stokes coming to the side it just lifts the whole team all together and uh, i think steve smith for all the matches prior he had to just depend on himself and butler and sanju samson to get the runs but now they know that ben stokes is going to give them runs going to save a couple of them on the field and also take a couple of wickets maybe with the ball so ben stokes addition to the side is definitely a huge shot in the arm for them and uh, they aren't pushovers in any means you know obviously they have tevadia riyan farah got some runs um jofra archer is phenomenal with the ball and if he gets a couple of early wickets uh, we could really be under pressure so 
they're definitely no pushovers and uh, they will need to be at their best to uh, beat this Rajasthan Royals side today. So, uh, not exactly laser viewing, but um, I mean, I'm, I'm just hoping to uh, see the guys put in the effort that they did against the Knight Riders uh, to really put on a good show today. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to it, especially with uh, th- uh, three English players in that uh, team. Um, marks out of 10 for Rajasthan so far? Um, I probably, I mean, they started off really poorly. I mean, they started off really well and then they were, uh, they really, you know, the campaign took a nose dive. So, uh, I, I'd probably give them maybe a 5.5 on 10 and it's definitely going to improve from uh, here on. The next team, um, I was struggling to find something to talk about and uh, no offence to Hyderabad at all. Uh, but it's not a team that we've mentioned yet. They're still there or thereabouts with a chance. Uh, they're fifth currently, obviously, tied uh, with uh, CSK and the Royals on six points. Uh, what have you made with Hyderabad? Because they're not firing. We know that uh, we've not talked about a lot for that reason. Um, they've not had uh, outstanding games, uh, unless you want to correct me on, on their performances so far. Uh, they've got the big names. Obviously, the top two are not playing like they did last year, which uh, propelled them into the playoffs. Uh, what's your take on Hyderabad this season? Yeah, Hyderabad have been a very weird side, if I have to put it nicely, because after the injury to Bhuvneshwar Kumar, they've tried out a whole lot of options. Uh, Tangarasu Natarajan has been a very, very big success story, and it's fantastic to see someone like him. The story that he's had, you know, coming from a very remote village to playing for uh, one of the biggest franchises in the IPL, um, he's been a real success story. And similar, Rashid Khan's always a champion. But the top three are finally finding a way to get runs. You know, initially they start off with, they, they all got starts, but they weren't able to convert them into big knocks. But now they're all getting half centuries. Um, but I really, really feel that middle order is still very brittle. Uh, playing Manish Pandey at three is something that they should probably reconsider because he's 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 starting very slowly. Even after he gets in for like 25-30 balls, he's still not being able to accelerate. With the other the other day when the Sunrisers were playing, you know, we saw how uh, Kane Williamson struggled after a point in time. You know, they they needed a very high run, uh, required run rate, and uh, Williamson wasn't able to clear the boundaries against the Chennai Super Kings. So. If they play Williamson at number three, I feel, you know, Manish Pandey at number four and then Vijay Shankar possibly is something that they can consider. But the middle order is looking very shaky. Uh, They aren't, uh, I mean, I don't think they can really depend on that middle order, but they don't have too many options either. And, uh, but so far their campaign's been okay. Um, They have had their moments uh, in the the competition, but uh, they they, they have been inconsistent. There's There's no doubt about it. And with... Uh, just three wins from eight matches. Um, I, I think they're in a little bit of trouble, but uh, I feel they will pull it off with the fo- openers finding that form again. Yeah, and they've got two really big games against uh, teams around them with um, uh, KKR tomorrow, and then they've got uh, the Royals uh, later on in the, this week. That will really define where the tournament is. But knowing the uh, Hyderabad team, they'll probably win one and lose one. So we'll still be uh, <laughs> where we are next week. So we'll see if things change with them. But in terms of marks out of 10? I, I think, uh, uh, you know, they haven't looked too bad. It's just that they haven't been able to stitch together individual performances. Uh, but then again, again, that just translates into that position on the points table. Just three events from eight matches. So probably, again, a 5.5 on 10. 
I think you're being a little bit generous on that one, but I, I get I, by 0.5, I'll probably give him a five because, like I said, uh, I was struggling to find um, any talking points around Hyderabad, but hopefully that'll change in the next few weeks. Like you say, with uh, the openers hopefully uh, showing some sort of uh, form that they showed last year. Now, coming to the top two, and obviously, um, I'm really pleased where, where capitals are. And um, the one player I want to highlight is uh, the bowler, Nortier, um, and bowling the fastest uh, ball, I think, in IPL history. But then I was looking at the facts, and he's probably he's got I think, five fastest balls in this tournament. Uh, they, you know, like um, Donny said, they've got several holes in their team for CSK, but it's total opposite for the Capitals in terms of when you look at their team and you mentioned it last week as well they're a very solid unit and they've got players in, um, I know they lost to the Indians uh, last week which is a big game but um, I'm not going to read too much into it uh, uh, we'll see how the uh, teams, if they do play each other in the playoffs because they, I think they'll both be there, we'll see how that game goes but I'm not reading too much into the loss to the Indians last week um, what's your review of the Indians? And I know we've uh, talked a lot about the young Indians there, but uh, the bowling uh, department, because it, that is a pretty awesome bowling department when you look at Rabada, like I said, Nortier, Ashwin, Aksar is bowling incredibly well. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the Delhi Capitals unit, it, it just looks like a dream team. Uh, you know, they have fantastic uh, Indian talent. Um, the foreign talent wasn't too much to talk about before the tournament started because no one was too sure about how Andrik Nokia was going to go. Um, he wasn't a proven customer in the IPL. He was definitely pacey and uh, we did see a bit of him in uh, in South African colours. But it's fantastic. I don't, I don't think there's any issue with the Delhi captains except over the last few matches they've had a spate of injuries uh, with Amit Mishra, Ishan Sharma being ruled out of the tournament. Rishabh Pant uh, picking up a grade 1 hamstring tear. Uh, Shreya Sayer injured his shoulder in the last match. So, uh, they definitely have the spate of injuries that, uh, you know, is denting their campaign uh, in these, uh, I mean, previous stages of the competition. But otherwise, they're looking fantastic. You know, the, the batting is clicking. There's at least one, uh, one player who's stepping up. They haven't had to depend on one person in particular. And... I feel Shikhar Dhawan couldn't have timed his return to form any better. He's got two half centuries in the last two games. And uh, with Shreya Sayer possibly missing out on this game and Rishabh Pant also missing out, uh, Shikhar Dhawan will be key for the Delhi Capitals against the Chennai Super Kings. But uh, nothing to take away from the spin spin duo of Aksar Patel and Ravichandran and Ashwin. Um, you know, Ashwin, again, he's been under uh, scrutiny for a long, long time in T20 cricket. People thought he could just bowl when pitches are favourable to him. But we saw how he bowled in Sharjah. Uh, you know, one uh, four overs, 22 runs, one wicket on that surface is a phenomenal uh, job. And uh, that team is looking like an overall unit. And uh, I, I really feel now with Ajinkya Rahane coming to the side, they probably have too many players of the same uh, same type, you know, with uh, Shikhar Dhawan, uh, Ajinkya Rahane and uh, Shreya Sayer, not exactly the aggressive types, but more accumulators. But with Dhawan finding himself back into form, I think they're looking fantastic. And uh, I'd give them uh, 8.5 out of 10 for their campaign so far. 
Yeah, I'm happy with your mark there with, uh, for DC at 8.5. I was going to give him an 8 because uh, another 0.5 if they beat in the Indians uh, the other week, I would win uh, with that. But uh, thank you for that, Mark. I really appreciate it. I think you gave the extra 0.5 because you knew they were my boys. Uh, so thank you for that as well. Uh, but no, they're a really exciting team. I mean, uh, you know, you, you, you go down the list and they're all core of young Indian talent. All right. So we've got uh, Ashwin and Dawan there as well with the experience. But, you know, uh, really exciting young team which is not the same i can say and i'm being harsh here maybe because there are rivals in this tournament with the indians and i called them a machine last week and they are playing like a machine win after win after win uh you know but um you know the cock is having a phenomenal tournament we know that and uh but they've got the uh find in surya kumar and then they've got the bowling that seems to have clicked with bolton patterson um, what, what's your views on Mumbai? I mean, they had a really comfortable win yesterday. We know that if it wasn't for Pat Cummings in, they would have been even more easier. Um, what are your thoughts on the Indians so far? I think they're looking unbeatable. I mean, uh, the top five batters have all got half centuries, including Kyron Pollard. Um, you know, I mean, uh, there's, it just looks like they can, they can go, they can do nothing wrong because if Rohit Sharma fails, Dikok's going to score. If both of them fail, Surya is going to score. If both of, if all three of them fail, Ishan Kishan will score. If he doesn't, uh, you know, if he doesn't do well, either Kyren Pollard or Hardik Pandya are going to be there. And if they don't do it either, Kronal Pandya is going to be there. You know, Kronal Pandya, he's got just one knock. That four ball twenty against the Sunrisers Hyderabad. That just goes on to show how much of depth that they have in their unit. You know, and. Uh, Speaking about their bowling, possibly that spin duo is the only weak link that I see in their side uh, with the pitches starting to turn a fair bit and uh, getting drier. Uh, Rahul Chahar hasn't had too much of an impact, but in the last match against KKR, he picked two important wickets um, and, uh, you know, got to his side off to a very good start. But the bowling is looking phenomenal. You know, Jaspreet Bumrah started off really slowly in the competition, but he's got into his own and um, Trent Bolt... Uh, they got him in for one reason, to swing the ball and cause issues up front. And he's done exactly that. Uh, James Pattinson, you know, he was benched for the last game. Uh, Rohit Sharma citing workload management. But apart from that, they're looking at champion side. There's no doubt why they're on top of the points table. is because they've put in consistent performances. And the best part about the Mumbai Indians is that they don't have to depend on one single player. They don't have one man in the side who they need to look up to for inspiration and say, you know, you are going to perform for all for all the 14 matches. Um, they have match winners uh, across the whole unit. You know, all 11 players are match winners for them. And uh, that's why they're on top of the points table. So, I'll, I'll probably give them uh, 9 on 10 for uh, this, this season so far. Yeah, I think you can't argue with that at all. But you answered my question because I was going to ask you, can they keep this up? Because uh, although it's... A, uh, tight tournament. Uh, there's still eight more games, and um, obviously, then it becomes a must-win games in the playoffs. And uh, they're used to the pressure as well. They know what it like, what what it takes to win the playoffs, uh, playoff games. And um, I, I sort of agree with you that they are unbeatable. I mean, they lost a, a super of a game. I think was it to yourselves, uh, RCB, and um, yeah, they lost yeah. the opener as well. But since then, it, they've just been on a roll, and you can't see uh, a weak link, like you said. Even the bowling, I know you mentioned that that might be, but that's not much of a weak link as well. Uh, but you think that uh, they've got enough, all the bases covered, that they can go uh, with a couple of players uh, not being informed for the latter stages. Yeah, I mean, uh, 
the problem i think uh, I, i'm i'm honestly waiting to see the mumbai indians versus chennai super kings match which happens in the second half because um we have seen how the mumbai indians have actually struggled uh, against spinners uh, you know with their top not really doing well against them and with the pitches turning a fair bit csk have three spinners in their side in jadeja piyush chawla and karan sharma and even the other sides you know uh, even rcb have chahal and sundar and uh, you know if they play zappa against mumbai indians I, I think it's going to be an interesting proposition to see how Mumbai plays spin uh, in the second half of the competition. But um, yeah, they're, they're lo- really looking unbeatable on all fronts uh, so far. Yeah, can't agree with that. I mean, they've got Kings Eleven and CSK on Friday, so really looking forward to that game as well because it will really uh, show where CSK uh, are going to end up in this tournament as well. That game on Friday, which will be crucial for them as well. Um, as always, it'd be good to hear your uh, game of the week. Um, again, a couple of games that I, uh, I chose, but w- w- what's your game of the week this week? I think the the Kingsland Punjab KKR match was definitely worth all the all the time that we spent watching. Uh, <laughs> six runs to get uh, off the final ball, millimeters made the difference when Maxwell came in and hit that over covers. But apart from that, I think. Um, my heart was in my mouth uh, in the last over of that uh, kings and chase versus us you know <laughs> 11 runs from 18 balls with kl rahul and chris gale at the crease who would have thought that the match would have come all the way until the last ball as you said i think kings and punjab were finding ways to lose the match but eventually uh, you know by hook or crook uh, chris morris probably was like you know what you guys take the game and then the ball just brushed his fingers on the way for six but Yeah, these two matches will probably stand out for me because of the fact that they came down to the last ball and uh, they were insanely tricky matches. And Kingsland Punjab fans, I don't know how they're still alive. Maybe they should keep a <laughs> bottle of pills next to them the next time they're watching their game because it's it's going to be in demand. You know, there's no chance that they're going to get away with a proper win or a full complete loss. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's funny. Um, I did ask you for the game of the week, but I wrote two, and both of them were the. Said Kings Eleven Punjab. They made the uh, two games of the week for me as well as KKR and TV. And uh, yeah, I would have given a, a point just for the entertainment value and the ways they are looking to lose games. So um, I know you marked them at um, four. I think it was. I was given. I would would have given one point just for the entertainment value. Uh, your performance of the week. The player that played okay, innings think, uh, or when, bowling. When RCB played CSK, uh, we saw how. Um, how we lost a couple of early wickets and uh, you know we were really looking in trouble but uh, virat kohli bailed us out of that situation with a 52 ball 90 and uh, in context of things i think that is what took us to the 161 and that was a very very important knock uh, and again csk to pick up a win like that is always going to be a boost uh, at least for us fans if not for them but i think that match really uh, turned it around completely and uh, since then uh, it's it's been really good barring that uh, that uh, Win that we lost against the Kings and Punjab. So, uh, yeah, I think that 52 ball 90 was certainly a standout uh, for me. Yeah, uh, I can't argue with that. Although I did have uh, another of your players, AB's uh, innings against KKR, 74 of yeah. 33, awesome innings. But I can't argue with uh, your performance of the week. Fantastic. I mean, as ever, the hours flown by. Um, it's been fantastic speaking to you. The tournament's building up. Uh, crucial, another big week uh, coming up uh, for a lot of teams, and um, a big game coming up for you today. I'm looking to see how your boys get on with uh, the boss of the universe. Um, that should be exciting as well. Um, 
but any final thoughts and look ahead to the week i think we we built uh, we built up really well to the uh, to the next few games to come because all teams have played eight matches we 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 clearly now know what we can expect from each side and uh, despite a couple of um, you know close encounters we still can pretty much predict every single match that happens and uh, i think we're at that stage wherein we know that the top four teams are probably going to be uh, you know mumbai delhi rcb and possibly i'm guessing the night riders if they get their combination right um but yeah i mean apart from that uh, it's going to be a very exciting week uh, rcb played three matches in 10 uh, four matches in 10 days and uh, now we probably have to endure a long wait but um it, the ipl shaping up very nicely i feel we, we're having some fantastic performances new players standing up uh, during each game and it's going to be a very exciting week for sure yeah i think i meant playing um the boss uh, you're not playing the boss you're playing the england team uh, this afternoon so or this evening <laughs> in india i forgot about that so looking forward to that but there is a boss playing in the name of uh, ben stokes so looking forward to him as well fantastic uh, prasan uh, great as always and um have a safe and brilliant week ahead and we'll catch up next week thank you my friend thank you so much for having me again uh, i as always i can't thank you enough for uh, giving me this opportunity always lovely to chat with you and uh, thanks again and yeah absolutely